Welcome to Living in the Aftermath with Dr. Rick Reynolds. Thank you today for joining in for another episode of Living in the Aftermath with yours truly, Dr. Rick Reynolds. Um, I got one of my favorite people back on the show again. Um, people have been responding left and right um, with some of the teachings he's been giving us. And so we're going to just jump right in it. Um, today's episode is the heart of the matter. I think we dealt with the um, mind of the matter. Is that right, uh, Bobby? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's get right into it, Bobby. Um, help me uh, start off. Help me with um, there's a scripture that comes to mind as a man think it in his heart. So is he. Yes, sir. Um, that's really a highlighted scripture that I believe that everyone could really just hone in and allow themselves to understand. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, when I hear that scripture, the first thing that I identify first and foremost is the location of where thinking comes from. Wow. You know, a lot of us have the, the notion that thoughts come out of our head. Wow. But in all actuality, thoughts come out of our heart. Now, what's also interesting is it says what you think in your heart, so is he. Um, in other scriptures, you'll see things like uh, keep thy heart with all diligence. Yes. For out of it are the issues of life. So same thing, this heart is being highlighted as a place where all your life issues are coming out of. That's good. So it causes me or people like myself to say, you know what, what is it? about the heart what is this relationship between my heart and that which is called life what is the relationship between my heart and that which is called my thoughts because a lot of us we all grew up and all we knew concerning our heart was that it pumps blood that was it and and there's so much more about our heart why it's always been recorded through ancient text and the word of god itself and even science today is really really delving into what else does the heart do? What else is the heart connected with? And the information that's really coming forth is so amazing and it's allowing more illumination when you go back and read the Word of God with that understanding. That's real good, uh, Bobby. Uh, here's my next question I think is really important for our listeners. Help, help me, help me um, break down the psychology of the heart uh, as it relates to the Bible? Yes, so the psychology of the heart as it relates to the Bible, like I said, you see scriptures like, you know, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. You also see scriptures like a sound heart is the life of the flesh. So in some areas, this is giving you highlights. Hey, the life of my flesh has to do with the heart. The, the issues of my life have to do with my heart. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. A merry heart is a health to my bones. So these are scriptures that gives us a unique uh, approach to the psychology of it. Now, when you go a little further and say, okay, I understand that the, 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 the New Testament, the Old Testament was written originally in Hebrew and Greek, yes. and you start doing what is called word study, you realize that the word heart in the Hebrew means feelings, the will, and the intellect. Wow. So now when I see those things, I'm, now we're discussing feelings. Now we're discussing the will. Now we're discussing the intellect. This now begins to tie into a psychology. Okay, 
My feelings has to do with my heart. My will has to do with my heart. Yes. My thinking has to do with my heart. And then if we want to connect another dot to that, when we start dealing with the, the voluntary will, the voluntary feeling aspect of it and the voluntary ways that we can think, now we're starting to talk about our conscious mind. Mm. So there's a unique relationship between what is called the heart. That's real good. And the conscious mind. That's real good. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, I got a couple more questions and then um, we got to get out of here. But uh, can you help me with the mechanics of the heart and how it relates to science? Yeah, so going back to what the heart means, uh, you have what is called the feelings, the will, and the intellect. Yes. Um, when we start to break down the feeling aspect, the feeling aspect of us is not only a part of the heart. However, it is also, um, it deals with our behavior now. Now we're done with our behavior. Now we're done with our psychology. And then also with that, the heart emits electromagnetic uh, fields. Okay. Okay. So there's an electrical and magnetic component to how the heart works. Now, what's interesting is there are some facts scientifically uh, that come to mind. You know, first and foremost, we know that now the heart emits electromagnetic fields, but these fields change according to your feelings. Mm. Okay. So the feeling being a part of the heart spiritually, your feelings, will, and intellect, these feelings in turn are produced electromagnetically through the heart organ. That produces a field, that field changes according to your feelings. This field can be measured several feet away from your physical body. Wow. Uh, in some instances, it's been six to eight feet away from your body in all directions. It's this electromagnetic field that, the, uh, that your heart is emitting based on your feelings. Now, when you think about that, what else looks like that? The earth. Mm. The earth has a core, which is its heart. It pulsates, and it's from the core of the earth that there's a magnetic field produced several miles away from the actual body of the earth. Yes. That lets me know that when God created us, honestly, we, we are an image of all things made. Wow. And all things made are an image of him. Wow, that's good. Uh, real quickly, you had shared something uh, in church the other day about when a person dies, if you can deal with that, uh, that electro part, that the part that they try to bring back to life um, is the... Um, it's actually your pulse. Can you elaborate a little bit on that before we go to the next question? Yeah, so the, the, once again, the heart produces or pulsates electromagnetic pulse. Now, what's interesting is, you know, is there a distinction between the electromagnetic body that we carry and wow. that which is called consciousness? Because if you think about when a person supposedly dies, the pulse slows down to a place to stop. That is called death. In, in human society. Uh, but there's been a departure from that person's essence. That person, whether we want to call it spirit, soul, you know, it departs from that vessel. And so it, it allows me to believe that while the spirit or soul is in the body, okay, it is through the spirit that the pulse is happening. Wow. But we've never really connected why. And then you also want to question, like, okay, when a person is on a deathbed in the hospital and, you know, you're observing their heartbeat and we can see it. 
And yeah. then all of a sudden, it goes flat. Okay, that's an indicator that their heart stopped. They're under cardiac arrest. Mm. But cardia means heart. Yes. It also means thoughts and feelings. Wow. So suddenly, somewhere between what that person's spirit is at and the body, there's been a disconnection. Mm. So what do they use? They use electricity to shock the body. By shocking the body, you, you jumpstart like a battery on a car. You jumpstart it. And it has a tendency to call back your life mm, back good. into the body. That was good. But if they know to do that, then that means they have an understanding already, the relationship between who we really are and the mechanics of how we work. That was good. That was good. And based off what you said, how do we now bridge the gap? Well, in bridging the gap, you know, there, there's a relationship scientifically that actually strengthens interpretation of the word of God. So let's say there's a word of God that says, you know, a merry heart doeth good like medicine. You know, a merry heart uh, gives a cheerful countenance, things like that. And then scientifically, we realize that positive emotions can boost the immune system. Mm. Well, a positive emotion is a positive feeling, which usually is related to a positive thought. That's good. So now we're dealing with the conscious mind deciding to be in a positive place. And then scientifically, we understand that the magnetic field that that's being produced, that's being produced by the heart while you're in that mental state, is strengthening your immune system. Well, that, uh, to me, strengthens that scripture. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. Then we can go a little further. Let's say there's another scripture that we went over uh, where it talks about how the imagination of the heart was corrupt. Yes, yes, yes. And God saw the imagination and yes. the witness of, of yes. men. Okay, well, why? Why is that connected? Well, we know scientifically that when a person imagines and is negative, and whether it's uh, malicious or, or feeling bad towards self uh, or others, that in turn affects that individual's magnetic field. Wow. It lowers their immune system. Yes. But then this, we got to connect one more dot. We also have to understand the relationship between that magnetic field that the heart produces and what is called creation. Wow. So now we're affecting other living things around us. Yes. While we're in whatever negative state that or positive state that we're in. That's good. So let me ask you this question without getting in trouble. I want my viewers really to know this. Um, there's, a, there's a thing that's going back. I want to go back to the science question. Is there a thing called chakras? Yes, it is. Yes. And so chakras um, is a word that's been used predominantly by, it originated from the Eastern cultures. Um, different religions over there talk a lot about chakras. Um, some definitions is considered a spinning wheel. Okay. A vortex, but they're also considered centers of spiritual energy or yes. spiritual centers in the human body. Um, there's a lot of scientific backup now more than it was many years ago that says, hey, this is not necessarily a religious thing. This is really a, a part of our biology. And what it is is areas where the chakras supposedly are, we, we're, we're said to have seven major chakras. Okay. Uh, from the crown of our head. Crown to, of our head, to yeah. the base of the spine. Okay. Is there one that's close to the heart that we would deal with? Yes, there's one right there in the center of your chest close to the heart, and it's called the heart chakra. Wow. It is represented by the color green, and it's directly affected with positive and negative emotions, predominantly emotions of forgiveness, 
and 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 joy that affects it in a positive way and in a negative way unforgiveness grief and sorrow wow i want to thank you so much that is so good um i'm so excited for my viewers to hear this listen please let us know uh if these um episodes these broadcasts these podcasts are really helping you uh until the next time we meet thank you for joining in on living in the aftermath with dr rick reynolds Thank you so much, Mr. Bobby Dingus, for coming out. All right, thank you. You have just experienced living in the aftermath with Dr. Rick Reynolds. There are times in our human experience where we are often tempted to feel like we are beyond repair. The good news is, it's never hopeless. You're never helpless, and your life is never beyond repair. If you are in need of tools, encouragement, and tips for turning your mess into your message, purchase your copy of Living in the Aftermath today. You can order your copy in print or in a digital ebook format at Amazon.com or by visiting DrRickReynolds.com. Living in the Aftermath, your personal guide for forging a new life out of hard experiences.